Well, I want to welcome you today to the Awakening Moments podcast. I'm here with Rhonda and we are looking forward to diving into another one of the 10 symptoms of emotionally unhealthy spirituality. And I have to admit that since we have been diving into this deeper and going through the study together um, as a staff team, um, going through the day-by-day devotionals, honestly, I'm being wrecked. Like it's wrecking me. Like every single day, these challenging questions that I am just facing, wow, the the depth, <clears throat> excuse me, of busyness in my heart, the depth of just, yeah, all the things that God is, I think, trying to speak to and lean into to help us to slow down our faith walk, slow down and listen, posture in a place of receiving and posture in a place of listening to the Holy Spirit. It's literally wrecking me. Like, honestly, I have to be honest, Rhonda, like last week after we talked about ignoring the emotions of anger, sadness, and fear, it was like all week long, I was so conscious of every time I was doing that. And this is exactly why we dive into this and why we talk about these things, because as the Lord is bringing them up, often we feel like worse after in a way because we're starting to really recognize the stuff that's on the inside. But that's the point. Like, that's the point of all of it. And I started to realize that because I was like, man, I was kind of getting like, I've got a lot to work on. But then I realized, no, like, well, yes, but that's actually such a good place to be. Like, that's... Mm we can't actually work on the stuff inside of us if we're not actually acknowledging it if we're Mm. not actually allowing it to come up to the surface dealing with it processing it with the lord and bringing it up you know and and really letting god bring healing there so i feel like today i have a different perspective that i'm excited about the work that god is doing but honestly i have to be real it's been hard and i'm Mm. seeing like i am not good at this like slowing thing I am Mm. just not good at it. I know. I love how you're talking about like the stirring up, like how as we slow down things that get stirred up. And you know what? This is a little off topic, but it is about this because we'll come back to it. But it's a a personal example. We have a pool and I was just the other day we were looking, there was some algae in the pool. And you know, when you deal with algae in your pool, it's kind of hidden all along the liner and it's at the bottom, like it's at the bottom of your pool. And as soon as you start to vacuum, it all kind of comes up and it makes the pool cloudy cloudy and green where it can look super blue before so nice like if you just look at the surface of your pool like when you're looking out the window yeah but as we're you know closing down the pool and you're looking out ology and we're just cleaning some few things up you realize like honestly it's as soon as you start to stir it up it is actually not a clean pool. It's actually needs the shock treatment. And even when there is algae, you get these weird bugs. There's these water bugs. I actually have this crazy, I will jump out of my pool so fast. Like those water a, beetle things? Those water. They're awful. They are. And they swim to you. They, sw- they want to touch you. And they attach you. you. They want to touch. It, they're disgusting. But they're the, so it disgusting. It actually was hitting me the other day because of this book. And I was wow. like, is that not like it? Like when there's, I'm not trying to spiritualize my no, pool. But I get you. All the algae sitting in the liner that is actually under the surface. But all these bugs are attracted to the algae. These disgusting bugs that come and latch onto you. But they come with the algae. And I was just thinking how sin or how emotional things in our lives that are all under the surface, on the outside, it can look really good. But underneath, when God starts to stir things up, it's because things are also attracted to that. <laughs> like that un- attaching to that a- attaching that's kind of to growing it. that's exactly so we deal with algae the emotion grows. algae grows alive. and it destroys and smells and does everything but you don't it's actually super subtle 
And you know, it's funny because when I went and got my pool done, they were saying those water beetles, your pool might be crystal clear. And as soon as you start to see them in your pool, you can't see it, but algae is starting. Really? And I actually, I know this sounds so random. I did not know but that. But I actually started thinking, wow, I, I need to recognize the emotional indicators because actually something is happening under the surface it's being attracted to, the anger, the different things that can lead to sin, that can lead to, it's not the emotion. God asks us, he leads, he brings all that stuff up to the surface, but things are attractive when we don't deal with our business, when we don't take ownership of things in our life. And it is a mercy of God that muddies up the waters to actually make it pure, like really pure with his goodness and his spirit. But I was just thinking about that with my pool, such a random, I love how God uses the everyday to show us examples. And I was like, honestly, I hate water bugs. And I was like, what water bugs are being attracted to? Like, what is that in my spirit? Anyway, I was just, I want, I want my emotions to be healthy. So spiritual things don't, unhealthy spiritual things don't attract themselves because I haven't dealt with the emotional side because that's what we're talking about today. You can't be spiritually healthy and emotionally unhealthy. Yes. This is what we're talking yes, about. And these are the symptoms together because yeah, we, it does affect deeply our spirit, whether we recognize it or not. And when we're emotionally unhealthy, it definitely affects our spirit. And so we have to just guard all that and be aware that God's doing something new. So I'm with you, Lori. Yes. God is going to the depths. Yes. Doesn't matter what we see on the surface. God's going, he's diving deep. He's dealing with the, dealing with the algae. He's dealing with the I algae. I like how you said shock treatment. There's a whole <laughs> word in that too. <laughs> oh my. That needs a shock treatment because uh, honestly, sometimes that's how exactly how it feels. Oh. You're like, oh my, oh my God. Oh, the recognition that I have algae is like literally like, yeah. and then what God has to do, yeah. right? Like yeah. the change that's needed. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's intense. And this is the reason why we're talking about this. Both like, listen, we like to just bring you on a journey. God's doing this in our <laughs> lives. So first we're just allowing God to do this in our lives. Yeah. But the reason we're talking about this is because as Christians, if we don't deal with stuff on the emotional level, if we don't become emotionally healthy in our spirituality, we are damaging. Like mm. we're damaging. We are as Christians. If we just take what the Bible says and we have no emotional health, we actually cause damage to people. And you hear, and I know you who are listening know this to be true because how many conversations have we had with people who have been around Christians, who've been hurt by Christians and are turned off by Christianity because of how they were treated by Christians, mm. like judgmental or um, yeah, like jealousy or gossip or two-faced or hypocritical. Like all of these criticisms that come to the church have happened because people have been hurt by Christians. Mm. But this is the space where this is the collide. It's where our spirituality and our emotional and health are not on par with each other, that we can just think we can do the things the Bible says without actually having any emotional health. So this is why we want to lean into this. This is why it's important. And, you know, for a lot of people who are Christians, they've spent a lot of time investing on the spiritual side, but not a lot of time investing on the emotional side. And maybe this is this time and season God's inviting you into more emotional health. But for others, they've spent too much time only dealing on the emotional side and not enough time in the discipleship mm -hmm. and the spiritual side of development. So both have to be happening so like good. side by side working out together. But again, I find like over the course of time, it's easy to forget the emotion in a spiritual environment because we can actually completely over spiritualize it mm -hmm. and then hide the algae. 
hide the algae in our life. Okay, so good. All right. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about dying to the wrong things. Okay, what does that mean? So as an example, here's the example for dying to the wrong things, what this means. I tend to deny healthy God-given desires and pleasures of life, such as friendships, joy, music, beauty, laughter, and nature. Okay, so these would be the kinds of things that God has given us in his creation in order to bring life and rest and joy in our life. And we sort of deny ourselves these pleasures in a way of maybe trying to be more disciplined or in a way of trying to be more spiritual or in a way of just uh, trying to work for it's it's honestly like a working and an earning that that robs that side so at the same time i find it difficult to die to my self-protectiveness my defensiveness my lack of vulnerability and judgmentalism okay wow <laughs> um yeah let's <laughs> dive be, in all oh. right so what side do you want to dive into first well, I think the easiest one it would be the second one for me. Like when you're reading through that. Yes. yes and I, I. So I find it difficult to die to things like self-protectiveness, yeah. defensiveness, lack of vulnerability, judgmentalism. Let's add a few more to that list. Pride. That's to my pride. Yeah. What else? Criticism. Criticism. Perfectionism. Yes. Striving. Yes. Yes. Those would be some that definitely would be yeah. in there. Earning, achievement. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And difficult to die to even my self-identity. Mm. Like when we, when I die to things that I get validation from versus right. that continual submission to identity in Christ and rest in Christ. But I find like even those words, like they're hard to read. Because when you're reading them like self-protectiveness, defensiveness, lack of vulnerability and judgmentalism, I'm guilty of all four of those things. And I think they all connect deeply with my heart when I'm thinking about like when I'm self-protective and defensive. That's exactly what happens. Instead of being humble and open-handed and just allowing God to lean into that, my defense goes up. It's easier to put the walls up. It's easier to say, okay, well, don't go that deep. Like it's just Let's just hit that because when God starts to go there, he goes there. He cores out like he goes in his grace. He adds the perfect amount of pressure, but there's pressure yeah. in the molding. He is the potter. We are the clay. The pressure is perfect, but there's pressure. But lack of vulnerability too. That is pride. You know, being able to be really vulnerable and be able to admit where I have shortcomings or failures or weaknesses or fears. Yeah. It's really an yeah. area that I don't like to think about. And I actually don't go to. And so I think that's where I need to die and be much more. And I think that's exactly part of the dying is a podcast, part of our podcast. But part of these moments where you have to think, okay, I've got to open myself up to like just processing, not even, we're not even podcasting where it's been perfectly planned. <laughs> yeah. Really? If you would see us yeah. sit down and be like, okay, we're just going to dive we're in. We're just diving in. Because there are part, it, there is a really healthy place of being raw for me versus being overly planned and prepared. Yeah. Because no, I, no, I get you. Right. I'll overthink it. I'll master and be like, oh, I'll say it just like this. So it kind of is a little safe to a little protective. protectiveness. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Yeah. But yeah. this podcast, how many times have I walked away and been like, oh my goodness, I overshared <laughs> or I shouldn't have said that. But it's part of the rawness of being able to say, this is part of being vulnerable to say, we're processing mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. of these things together 
but I definitely resonate with those four deeply. So, so fascinating. I think the, um, the self-protectiveness is one that jumps out at me too. And like, I do generally consider myself like a pretty open person in terms of like accepting people and loving people. But, you know, for, for whatever reason, this has popped up in my life over these last couple of weeks or months uh, again. And it's not something new that I didn't know about myself, but it's there's like a new level of awareness that I think the Lord is bringing to it that is rooted in self-protectiveness, which again, if I step into that place and I choose not to die to that, then basically like what I'm saying is, you know, God, you're not my protector. Like I'm my protector and I'm going to set up my life and my relationships in order to avoid getting hurt. And so, you know, right into self-protectiveness is a lack of vulnerability. It's a lack of intimacy and relationship. And how, like, can I actually have an intimate relationship with God if I'm having a self-protective posture? I can't. I actually can't do both of those things. So over these last few weeks, I've like realized again how I have this sort of mindset in my relationships that I live in all of my relationships with quite low expectations. Like it's it's almost like I, I um, expect that people are not going to do what they say they're going to do. And then I'm not overly disappointed when they don't. But living like that also creates a lot of joy because when they do, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like, I'll give you a, like a funny example would be like my kids. They're so, so messy. So like we're at work all day long. They're home. They're in university. So they're like home during the day. Anyway, we come home from work five o'clock and the house is a disaster. And like, <laughs> I fully expect no one is going to do anything. No one's going to clean. I really should expect them to clean and they should have it clean, but they don't. And so like, I've come not to expect it. So I'm not disappointed when I get home so that when I get home and I have to clean the whole kitchen before I make dinner, I'm not like losing my mind for the whole night because I have to manage, right? So myself, I've got to manage my disappointment. So when they, when I come home and they have cleaned, I'm like, wow. And I praise them and I'm so happy and I'm so excited and da, 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 da. Right. Which is funny. So I do this in church. I do this with volunteer. I do this everywhere because I don't want to be let down. And actually part of the self-protective protectiveness is rooted in that. Like when I actually genuinely I'm hoping or expecting or wanting someone to do something and they don't, I actually really get crushed. Like I get really, really oh, crushed. Okay. So in the rare occasion that I yeah. actually do place an expectation and I'm like hoping, like really hoping for a certain outcome and it doesn't happen. Like I actually get just, I just feel so sad about it and I hate feeling sad so much. So this is how this protectiveness kind of plays out. So a funny story. I had a super, super, super busy week. Like it was just like crazy, like working day and night, working all the weekends. And so my house was a disaster. Like I think I hadn't done like a deep house clean in probably like three weeks. Like it was just like surface level, you know, barely mm -hmm. like terrible. Like I would not want anyone to come over in that state. Anyways, I was having some family uh, to visit my house. So I knew I had to clean, which was fine. It needed to get cleaned anyways. And I, I said to Jay, would it be okay if I like just hired some help, like just hired someone to come in and clean the house? Like I just need someone to do like the labor part. Like I'm so tired and I've like, I've just been so busy and we've had so much pulling. I just can't, I, and I can't find the time. Like I can't find the time. 
yeah, great, 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 great. So we found somebody, ca- called someone, they came, they, 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 you know, were cleaning the house. And I was like, oh, like, I just felt like it was such a gift. It was just a gift to myself. And I was just so, so, so excited. I'm just oh. waiting for the shoe to drop. <laughs> what? So I get a text message during what? the day from Emma. Mom, the cleaning lady, she, I think she's in tears right now. Like she's not going to be able to finish the clean. And she has got called out to another clean. I can hear her on the phone with the company saying like that, like, I'm not going to get the clean done. And she's like really stressed out mom. And I'm like, okay, number one, like this is not like I hire. I hired I, what, you. <laughs> uh, what do you want me to do? She's like, call her mom and tell her it's okay. I'm like, mom. I'm like, Emma, no. Like, I okay. Anyway, so now I'm like, great. So I'm already feeling the disappointment. Like, I'm going to go home and what actually got done. I go home and honestly, she cleaned, she cleaned upstairs and only three bedrooms <gasps> and the bathrooms. That's it. Three bedrooms and the bathroom upstairs only. Four and a half hours of cleaning upstairs only and i don't know what she, i don't like i don't understand i don't understand it wasn't that dirty i actually cleaned before the clean you know what i'm saying like i got yeah, it yeah. totally re- yeah, yeah. prepped yeah, yeah. you're like what so you did come you in, do? do the floors do the like mo- i just oh. need you to do all the floor anyway anyway so, so i come i was so sad like so sad and i had to go home after work at the end of the day and jay and i cleaned together for two more hours scrubbing all the floor like just what i wanted and i was so sad and i was like this is why i never ever put expectations on people but again that it's a funny story you know (laughs) whatever i got over it but like honestly i realized oh my goodness like i really live with a lot of self-protectiveness because i'm trying to manage i don't want to feel that feeling of sadness like that feeling of sadness just makes me feel so sad and it's so sad and i hate it so much so i realized wow god like and so again even in that like dumb and unemotional example but I did like just had to like release that sadness and just had to like allow myself to feel it Mm -hmm. and allow myself to like walk through that disappointment and then Mm -hmm. allow my and realize no like his grace is sufficient like it genuinely is sufficient and I want to remember that because it's actually okay to be sad Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with being sad (laughs) so that was my little like dying to the wrong things yeah like I wow, I really, really do this and I do it hard and I do it like I am trying to preserve and protect. I don't want to feel this. So I'm like, okay, God, I got to engage this just a little more and and recognize, no, when sad things happen. I also experienced some rejection, you know, the week before, like pretty, pretty hard rejection, like that, that hurt. And it was another invitation just to go into that pain and into that sadness. And I was like, wow, okay. And it kind of brought me into like a past wound again. And I was like, wow, okay. But all of this, right? This is what this is about. And I'm like, wow, okay, okay, we're going, we're going in deep. So, and that was coming. I think that's going to be one of our other pain podcasts. It's going to be just about that, how the old, it, it's not just gone, it resurfaces, but yeah. how God continues to heal. Eh? Yeah. And it, but there's an invitation both ways. Yes. You know, yes. there's an invitation yes. for healing, an invitation for yes. complete yes. destruction continued. Okay, so let's, let's talk about the other side. side. Let's talk about the okay, other side let's here. Let's do this. Dying to the wrong things. I, I tend to deny healthy, God-given desires and pleasures of life, such as friendships, joy, music, beauty, laughter, and nature. Yeah. So deny. So where does that come in for you? Like, so 
Like, are you like hard on yourself? Do you give yourself permission and space to enjoy like life and nature and like God's creation? Like, do you give your, do you feel like you give yourself enough space for those kinds of like God given pleasures? Like we're not talking about the like extremes of, you know, indulgences that, Mm -hmm. you know, end up being like into our fleshly or sinful desires, but genuinely like the things of life, like like spending time with people that you really enjoy or like, you know, being outside or like, do you feel like you've, you cultivate that well and give yourself permission? Well, do you do that? Well, you know what I would say in seasons? Yes, but okay. not consistent. Okay. Not consistent. So I feel like when we're in a busy season, which we are both in very busy seasons, I feel definitely that's many of those things I'll deny. I get a bit too serious because I get very focused on what I'm doing. And sometimes I can get like, even at home, I'm like, my to-do list doesn't stop at the door. Like I go home and I'm like, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this. And then I just, like I don't have laughter. I, I'm a bit more serious. Okay, okay. So kind of it, when you're in a busy season, it kind of infiltrates into every part of your life. Like every it's like part. I'm busy at work, now I'm busy at home and it kind yep. of, okay. Yep, that's okay. kind of how it is. Okay. If I'm in something, I'm in it. Like a kind of, there's a focus that comes over me, like a driven focusedness, focus, focus, I just said that wrong, focusness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a funny word. Very driven in that way that it just becomes single, single, like a focus in my life. And I just can't sometimes shut that off. Okay. So when I get home, that would be where I need to die to that. Like I literally need to die. That's the wrong thing. Okay. So that's where God will really go. When I start to feel like I'm getting a bit too serious or not laughing enough or like there's always joy like i i do feel like i love nature i do love joy what do you do I, for fun i love well i love walking with the dogs okay. i love getting into nature i love being in the pool i love like honestly just even going to home sense i will honestly yeah. admit just getting a coffee and walking in home sense even if i don't pick and i don't even have to shop to be now yes Buying <laughs> or buying something or buying. also brings you yeah, great online joy. Online does bring me a joy, <laughs> great joy. Yeah. But just even just that, being like I love big I love events and parties and family events. I love getting together with our like our life group. I love those things do bring me joy. I love spending time with my kids. Sometimes even simple just watching a movie in front of the TV with our supper. That's actually a oh, really fun. not a normal practice. We try to make that like more of a fun thing. We like to be around and have family dinners when we can because they're so limited now with our schedules. But just even that, sometimes we're like, we're in a busy season. Let's all just watch a series together. And for this week, just meet up and do this. So fun. fun. Oh, that's or cute. Or special snacks or things like that. Like I, I, I'm okay. I love that. I love building that in. But I would say it would be more laughter for me. I don't actually like, you know, we were out this weekend and Jay and I were doing some, some shopping, we're doing some renos and he was just saying these jokes and I was finding them so not funny. And I was just like, seriously, I, I can't even, he's like, what the heck? And then he kept joking about how I was laughing at his jokes, like making jokes about me not laughing. And I was like, seriously, you've got to stop. And he's like, why are you so serious? I'm like, really don't know why outside of your jokes aren't always funny i'm actually finding it really hard to find you funny right now <laughs> but i was like why am i so serious why don't i just be like laugh at it and just oh, let him because if i laugh at it he'll stop because it's almost like he's trying so hard to be funny that if i just probably would laugh at the first joke it'll probably 
Give him what he needs. Give him, Give him what, he him needs. what he needs. But it's like, okay, that didn't try. I'm going to try. It's like tough crowd, tough crowd. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, I'm like, that's enough. Stop it. But all that, I was like, why am I so serious? We're on a fun date. And I'm like, stop it. I was like, okay, this is so annoying, Jay. Like, <laughs> you're not funny. And he's, and he's I'm getting, finding this conversation really funny. <laughs> and then he's getting kind of mad because I'm, I'm not finding like, him funny. Yeah, and he actually, thinks, he actually thinks he's really, really funny. He is funny. And he, he is funny. No, he is pretty funny. He oh. can be funny. It's his sense of humor that at the time I wasn't finding funny. So anyways, but I was realizing, thinking of this, I need to die to like not being so serious sometimes that even when I'm busy, my mind is somewhere else. I need to just park it and just find joy and laughter in things like just laugh. Like even not really be like, well, I've got to think that through. That's not really that funny. No, it, what, what, what does it matter? Just give him a laugh. Just be kind. I was like, you know what? Be kind and give him a laugh. He just needs a good laugh. <laughs> he needs an easy crowd. It would probably make you feel better too, honestly. <laughs> it really would. Instead I of know. being annoyed, you'd be like, yeah, man, like well, this is great. I this know. is so fun. I know. I know. So all that to that say, our funny stories. Funny. That was my funny story. Our whole date, I was just like annoyed that he was trying to be so funny. Uh -huh. And it was so not funny. Yeah. So that is when I realized there's probably a lot. I'm too consumed with what I'm mm, doing yeah. that I need to park and just get more lighthearted. Yeah. Just not take things so serious. Like be like, okay, why am I taking this so serious? So that would be laughter to me. Okay. Is probably the one which okay. would be an interesting, interesting one. How about for you, Laura? I think that this is a really interesting conversation too, because you know, sometimes I think I'm hard on myself with the pleasures of life because I don't know if, if you're like this too, but like, Sometimes I feel like the when you start engaging in the pleasures of life, they almost like take a life of their own also and sometimes take you further than you like oh, want yeah, to go in yeah, a sense. So yeah. like, like for example, yeah, we're like all maybe in. you get, yeah, maybe you get into, yeah, Netflix series and all of a sudden like you're spending, you're spending out copious amount of time. I'm like invested in this like Downton Abbey and like I'm like <laughs> hours later and I'm like, I mean, it's okay yeah. sometimes, but like, it's like, it's like a tr an attract, like it's so sometimes I feel like I am hard on myself and I do deny myself in order to try to keep like the pleasure side at bay, like almost wow. afraid that it's going to go too I far. I identify with that almost extreme. You go yeah, so extreme yeah, yeah, yeah. in productivity yeah. that you could go so extreme yeah. in some of the leisure. Yeah. Like for example, like, you know, like I try, I try to eat disciplined. Okay. But if I start to give myself like snacking and like treats, like I just like keep going. Do you know what I, so it's like, it's a hard, I don't know. It's a weird thing within the realm of joy and pleasure. And I, it's like, I think what I would love to learn in, on this side of things, it's not that I feel like I don't enjoy things. I do. I think I'm afraid I'm going to enjoy them too much. Oh, and it's going to be like a distraction or pull me away from my focus on God or pull me away from a disciplined life or, or pull me, you know? So it's like, that's the balance sometimes for me that where I do deny myself the good things in life out of a place of almost like fear that it's mm. going to, like be taken too far it's gonna mm. I'm, it's gonna become problematic and then i'm gonna have to pull it way back right so this would be like the push and pull i mm. think sometimes and maybe it is maybe it's the nature of like a bit of an extreme personality because i i am a bit of an extreme personality too like i like kind of live on the like i'm all in how much <laughs> do we pack into this day and like yeah. loving every part of it like i want that right and so for me like even in a busy season like 
joy. Like I, I think the thing that I have to be mindful of in a busy season is that um, I'm recognizing the opportunities for joy as they're coming. So if I'm, mm-hmm. because I can get so engrossed in my work and I love it, like I love mm-hmm. it. I'm happy. It's not that I, I don't begrudge Absolutely. it. I'm not resentful. I love it. <laughs> I know, like it, I, I just love it so much. So it's I not know, a problem, I know. but I, in that, in that season, I have to be mindful of like the relationships in my life. I have to be mindful for the opportunities of joy that are being presented to me. And so for example, I might be like, at home after work, sitting on the couch on my computer, finishing up a few more things. And then one of my kids will walk in and sit on the couch across from me. I want to pay attention to that moment, close my laptop and sit down and engage in a conversation. And that brings me great joy too. Right. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, sometimes I can forget that this is happening and Mm -hmm. that this is actually an invitation into joy. So that's I really have to good. just be mindful of that. And I actually have been really trying to, especially as my kids get older, it's like I'm trying very consciously to pay attention to every single time that they say, hey, mom, and then there's an invitation. I want to be available for those invitations. I want to see them. I want to respond. Hey, mom, you want to go get an ice cream? Hey, mom, you want to go for a drive? Hey, mom, or just a conversation begins. Anything else that I'm doing, I stop immediately and pay attention and 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 even sometimes I'm really really tired or I'm just ready to kind of head up to finish my day you know it's like nine o'clock and I'm and they're like hey mom and I'm like let's do it like I because they're precious and they're invitations Mm -hmm. and actually they are the rejuvenating Mm -hmm. refueling the gifts that God is present I really believe that because I want to have an amazing relationship with my kids. Mm. I want to be there when they're ready to connect. Mm -hmm. I want to be there and be available. So that's a real intentional space. The other fun thing, just on a totally random note that Jay and I have started doing over the last few weeks is pickleball (laughs) and you're loving it. (laughs) So we started playing pickleball. My parents got us into it. My parents are obsessed with pickleball, (laughs) but yeah, there's this new game. And so we go probably like three times a week. And are you loving it? And we love it. And it's like, you get a little sweat, you get a little activity it's super fun it's not that hard yeah it's it's really lovely and we we love it like we we are having so much fun together something we can do together so that's been really fun to find us a little outlet of something fun and active and outdoor that we could do together in this season so yeah that's another one I love it well I think your awakening moment today like even when you're talking Laura it's about the invitation like there's an invitation to joy yeah there's an invitation to laughter and beauty And there's also an invitation to self-protectiveness and judgmental. And so what are we dying to? Like, may we die to the right things. May we die to the things like those second half, but really give life to those other things. And I love how you share that. So that's the takeaway today. May you, as you're listening today, really say, okay, every day we're being invited. We're being invited to live in these pockets and to deny these other areas that are the wrong things yes. and not to live there because you can live in defensiveness. You can live in judgmentalism. You can live in, you know, being self-protective and that can take up so much space in your day, yeah. that invitation, but there's an invitation to laughter and joy. And so may we respond to the, to live in the right things and deny and live and not to, and to deny the wrong things is good. So let's do that. That's I love that so, invitation. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's so good. A, that's a take. And I think too, I think the other piece of this conversation, like if anything has struck you today, like take it to the Lord, take yeah. it to the, like ask the Holy Spirit to bring 
you know, why? Like, wh why are we dying to the wrong things? What wrong things are we dying to? And mm -hmm. let God bring some healing to that. Mm -hmm. Let him bring it up. Don't mm -hmm. like, let the algae, like, don't let the algae just sit on the side and, and make it look like it's fine. Let mm -hmm. it stir up mm -hmm. and let it come up to the surface. So we can mm -hmm. let the shock treatment go. I love it. So we can be cleansed. So we can be new. So we can actually learn how to fully, fully walk in all of the good things that God has given for us to walk in and to deny the things that are actually hindering us from those very good things so that good. God has given. So that's the encouragement today. Thanks for taking time to spend with us and we'll see you next time.